Hi guys, it's Ali and Theo, and we're back with another episode of the Undecided Gen Z. This is the podcast where we talk about everything going on in our world, your world, and the world around us from a Gen Z perspective, and also chat to other Gen Zs doing interesting, influential, or inspiring things. Yes, and this week, we have a really great guest. Yes, I'm so excited. We're going to be speaking to Carlos Sanson, who is the star of... Bump. Well, Bump. one of the stars. Mm. Well, we should have we should have got them both on, honestly. For, um, <laughs> for like a double chat. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. He is the baby daddy on a yes. newish, or like, is it a month old now? <laughs> um, so old. <laughs> show on Stan uh, about this girl who just has a baby. Mm. I'm not going to say how. I'm not going to ruin it. But you should go watch it now. It is so good. It's an Australian show and it's blown up. Yes, and it's such a good show, but um, and he's done some really cool things recently. If you don't know Carlos, if you don't know the show, also don't worry because we're going to get into all like the, Hollywood, the, Hollywood, acting. how you actually get into acting, yeah, how, how do you how make do you it happen? I'm going to become an actor now. Watch me, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> watch After you hear about stuff. his tips and experience, <laughs> exactly. Like, how do we do it just so we can like make it happen? Like, give us the <laughs> the right only thing. reason we got him can on the give podcast yeah. <laughs> was so he would give me some tips to then become an actor. <laughs> no. Exactly. Do you have anyone you can introduce us to? <laughs> <laughs> How can I become an actor now? Um, no, but I'm so excited to have him on. And so stick around. Why guys. are you excited? Oh, <laughs> I may have binged the whole show in a one sitting and completely and utterly. No, <laughs> no, but he's very attractive. He's very personable from what I've seen um, online, yeah. his online presence and his acting. Maybe I just fell in love with his character. I did think he was the best and not just because he's coming out. <laughs> or maybe. No, no. All right. So stick around for that, guys. We're going to, of course, get into some fun stuff before that. And then afterwards, we're going to come back for some people picks. So yes. get ready for it. But of course, there. Do I have to bring it up every time? Am I gonna be, are you going to make me the No, okay. Person? So, so she's talking about the review of the week, which we, of course, like to start off with. Now, as we know, I always like to try and make a theme song oh, happen. Oh, my God. I'm not, no, I'm not about oh, to break okay, into good. song. Because I was about but to But last cry. week, I was, I was like trying to... it. Like, it was like floating a review of the week theme song. No, you weren't floating. You were just completely belting it. <laughs> you were trying to push it so hard. And if you I, could, don't like... a, I don't know if it was a belt. Like, I was... My ears were bleeding. <laughs> no. But sure enough, someone in the Facebook group after, like Nat McLennan, love Nat, she posted like, review of the week. And I was like, yeah, ha, ha. Someone comments with like... A full song, and I'm literally <laughs> dead. So I don't know if this is gonna. I don't know if it may will make the cut for the episodes. It was definitely better than your singing. That's all I've got to say. I don't know about that. Uh, Must, mm, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. But it's time for a review of the week. I kind of love it. Like, uh, I'm dead. Like, I'm dead. I think. She probably could do better. I think she took inspiration off your singing. <laughs> and that's what ruined it. What is this? Are you saying something about her singing? No, your singing. As in, like, maybe... I don't I don't think I like the... Rrr, 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 like, <laughs> and that was your part in that. I love the, like, Ali in there. Like, I like the little tune. I but, just... I'm not sold. Not... not. Well, you guys let us know what you think about if we should keep the review of the week song. Because we're not sure. But this week was actually funny. I'm not sure if you saw this one, but they actually oh. came in with a question for us. Specifically a question or a review? A question. I was like, yes, you can just DM us, but no, leave a <laughs> review, get us that. Anyway, it was from Clipso Botanica, which is like, sounds like a name straight from a brothel. But <laughs> <laughs> And the question was, Global Boy, love the podcast, would love a Global Boy update. Wow. 
Hit it where it hurts, Swatty. I'm like, wow, that's like a throwback. It's definitely throwback. That Global was like Boy was like your man of the first year of the podcast. He, and when I say your man, I mean the man you would stare at, at from school <laughs> for a year. And then you finally spoke to him. And yeah, so wait, what I, happened with Global Boy? And has there been any communication? Like, where did it end? What happened with Global Boy? Yeah. Um, where did it end? I think it just ended with me like showing him the podcast and he'd be like, oh my God. And then maybe like, I'm so embarrassed. And then I think and I low like, key asked him out. Yes, you should be. Yeah. Goodbye. No, I low key oh. asked him out and he was oh. like, oh, I'm not looking for anything at the moment. And then I just oh. left it. And, that and was then, it. Oh, and then coincidentally, not long after you dropped out of school again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a new year and he wasn't there that year. Um, But every now and again, he'll pop up on my like messenger, oh. you know, when you're like, when they're like, active. Who's active? Yeah. yeah. And he's like there and I'm like. Are you ever tempted to like no. really ignite it? No, I want to die every time I see it. I hate seeing guys that I've talked to be active on Facebook. But it, not like, enough to delete me. them. You're like, you kind of like keeping around just as like. Well, I like I them to see me that. thrive. <laughs> this no. is what you could have had <laughs> no um he's in the past i have i don't actually have any regrets about that he was a big story a big part of the mm. first year of the podcast i've grown since then that's all i can say i hope i've grown but i <laughs> i think i've grown <laughs> yeah <laughs> no yeah um, for sure but no longer chasing no longer chasing i don't have time for that actually on that front Mm. I've noticed recently that I literally think I have no interest in talking to guys at the moment. Oh. Which is really interesting for me. Because okay. in the past and in a couple, like the last forever, yeah. um, constantly messaging guys, constantly mm. talking because like, I don't know, it, obviously issues. Um, and <sighs> I like always just needed to, like, I don't know if it was like a whole thing with like, if like guys show interest in me that I'll mm. feel like I'm worthy of life. Yeah, oh yeah, my god! Yeah. Oh, sorry, that makes me want to die. But um, I've recently just been too busy with work, too busy with like developing myself and the podcast and Yourself. everything that I just don't feel the need to. Which, like, I talk to like one or two guys that I'm like talking properly to, but no, no, like little, not I little. Guess, hey, how are you? Like keeping. Yeah. Do you feel like you're getting your like fulfillment from other stuff now? Yeah. Because like you're doing stuff, you're like I'm getting fulfilled and exactly. satisfied in different areas. Exactly, and like mm. there's no need to fill up that like area. Where maybe I just felt like I had nothing there or like that was empty. Wow, we're going really deep <laughs> at the start of the podcast. No, but it's really yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like it's been a reflection for me the past like week or so. Um, look, to be honest, I don't know how you've lasted this long. I just can't not think of anything like more draining than the so swiping, draining. starting an initial conversation with and someone. And then the fact is I just leave nowhere. them. I'd leave them and move on to the next person, leave them. So and then you just have to do that awkward like starting conversation again every single time. Exactly. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I don't know. But I'm glad I've developed or What is What developed. is funny about that? Oh, as I get a message from Hinge saying somebody commented on your photo. <laughs> um, like, I still have them, but yeah. like, I'm not actively on them. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's there's been some... I'm just going to go into my life update now since we're on sure, the Sure. How are you doing? I'm doing a... How you been? Okay, I was about to say amazing. We have not been amazing this, like, week. But, like, low-key, like, getting on track with my life. Like, I've got a new trainer. So that's been going good. Work, work. Oh, <laughs> Wait, your fruit store, you love it. No. Fruit store? <laughs> Fla- plant store. I love you it. You love it? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Oh, no, no it's, it's still like a good job. It's just like, I need stability, I think. Mm. Maybe I don't. Maybe this is me trying to learn 
to like deal with life without stability or without like structure. What? Because your shifts are like so spontaneous yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so spontaneous. I don't get them often or like they don't tell us. Like I didn't get my shifts for next week until today. Today's Thursday, by the way. That would stress me. Like that stresses like, me out. How are you supposed to plan anything? Yeah, exactly. And like you saw me before the podcast. I was like, <laughs> I was so angry and like a mess because I was like, I'm done. I was, I was like, like, I'm gonna like... quit because <laughs> I was just like so frustrated because like yeah, people want to do things with me or I have like shoots and stuff. Yeah, and I can't do them. Or, like, tell them what time I can do them until, like, my work gets back to me. And it's like, excuse me, the next week is in three days. Like, let me know. Do you have any methods of, because um, I think this is, like, a common thing. Not, like, a common necessarily this specifically, but just, like, so much going on. How do we, like, structure our lives? Yeah. Do you, like, have a process so, for how yeah. you do that? Whenever, I've actually recently got this pad and it has all the days of the week. And, like... I just write out everything I have on that day yep. or on the next week and try and write it out and then like schedule things around that. In the past couple of weeks, I've just, because I've felt so good. I think I said last episode too, I've just packed myself in with too many things, too many social things and stuff like that where that I've been a bit drained. But like my main thing is like, just do the, th- like put in work and then build around mm. work of like other things that I need to do, like the podcast and stuff like that. And then added um, like my training and stuff like that too on the same level. And then my last things will be social things. So then I'll yep. put those in, in between them and like try to space them out, which I've actually been having trouble with because like money, which I suck at um, <laughs> and like social events, like just like try to be like Ali and you can't do that. Just be like, you need to save or you don't have the money to go out for drinks three times a week. Yeah. And it's really hard because like, you know, we're young and we've just been in a pandemic. Uh, yeah, it is so hard to yeah. say no to things because it's like... What if you I go back know, into a pandemic as well? There's FOMO, but then there's also just like, you just start a fear of not missing out on this situation, but fear of missing out on life and you get yeah. like, I need to make the most of my young... Exactly. Yep. Um, so really balancing that. But also like, don't... Like, I think my biggest tip is like, don't be afraid to be like to friends, look, I'm broke can we do something that doesn't include something with money? Mm. Like, can we go for a walk? Can we go for a hike? Can we like make food and then go somewhere? You know what I mean? Yep. But on that note, a friend of mine has really done really well. At it. And I feel like everybody can relate to this. So I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> but a friend does this really well. Um, hey Adele, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but like, we do a lot of things together. And like, when yep. she messages me, or when I message her, be like, do you want to do this? She'll be like, sometimes, oh look, like I really would love to, but, I've just, my social capacity, like, I can't handle it. Like, I just need a day off. And, like, that is so good. She says that. Yeah. Well, that's her like, statement. Yeah, well, not, like, in, that, in those words, but she's like, look, I just, like, can't, like, because I've been socializing this yep. week. I just, like, I don't, not that I don't want to, but, like, I need to just look after mm. myself. And I envy her. No, that's very related to what I was going to bring up because... I, I too have just like had a crazy week the last week yeah. was just like insane and I was just like oh my gosh there's so many things happening <laughs> and it was Monday and over the weekend I've got these couple of friends that I used to work with and they always try and catch up with me and I'm kind of always because I'm just a bad responder at stuff so I would be yeah. putting it off and then over the weekend they were like okay just Saturday or Monday work and I was like Monday I'm actually free let's do it Monday yeah so planning to meet on Monday and then I, during that day, I st- all these things I was reminded of and I like to yeah. put it into my Google calendar, everything that was happening that week. Yeah. And I was like, crap. I was like, <laughs> I don't actually have time to do everything this yeah. week. Like I just don't. And I was like, oh, do I like ditch tonight? They've been trying yeah. for so long to hang out with me. And I was like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I've made the promise. I don't like flaking. Anyway, it got to like, uh, I got home from work and it was like 6 p.m. And we'd planned to kind of meet at 6, but then like, I'll oh, just come whenever. And so I was sitting there at home and I was literally like, I need 
tonight to do stuff because yeah. I'm just cr- so busy for the rest of the week. But I was also like, what is the balance? Like, I was genuinely <laughs> stupidly stressed out about this. I was it's like, it's not stupid though. What like, is it's the such balance a reality between like respecting people enough not to flake on them last minute? Like, these people have also like scheduled their week and their night around seeing me, yeah. and then to pull out like when I'm supposed to be there. I'm like, what's the balance between respecting them and not being yeah. a flaker? Because I hate flaking on stuff. Yeah. And also just putting yourself first, first and being like, and I'm like, I'm all for putting yourself first, but then I'm like, well, sometimes you have to, uh, you have to other take people. into other yeah, people's things. Yeah, for sure. So like, where do you find the line? And then ultimately I, I didn't go because I was like, I just, I, it's can't. stupid. I can't. Well, but I think. I felt terrible. I think the line definitely changes, mm. but like I think if it's like a regular occurrence, then you really got to be like, <laughs> <laughs> then you've got to be like, okay, like, just yeah, we'll stop organizing stop things, yeah. yeah. But mm. I think like, like as a person, like we know shit happens, we know mm. that like life gets hectic and things like that, so we got to take into consideration. Hey, if a friend does message me or say I can't do this, that, like even if it is last minute and we are. Like maybe if it was if they were at the restaurant and they were by themselves and you're like yeah. sorry that's too but if it's like a group thing and like you're pulling out or you haven't even met up with them yet or they're not even there like I think that's okay and I think like reflecting like on like the reasons why like I think there's mm. some reasons like if you literally are so tired or you just have lots of stuff yeah. stuff like that it's like well you've got to look after yourself and like if your week's big and stuff like that and you've got co- other commitments that. Stuff like that. Like, I'm sorry, but a social thing isn't as important as other things. But then I'm like, what is busyness? Is busyness real or is it just like different ways of using your time? That is true. I have trouble with that. Prioritizing time is really difficult for me, time management. Uh, and I, I, I personally tend to happen a lot because I just like say yes to every opportunity. I'm like, I hate yeah, to say no to stuff. I'm I like, I can't turn down this because it could lead yeah. to this or be good for this. So I say yes to everything and I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. I got no time. But then you then burn yourself out. Then you don't mm. have enough time to actually... Or like you get there and you're not having a good time because you're thinking about no, stressing. No, I was like, I want to be yeah. miserable if I go. You're going to be stressing about all the stuff you've got to do. So like you're not present. And they can tell that. Friends can yeah. tell that. So it's like, you know, the time's going to be bad. So why would you go? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, yeah. As I said, it's situational. Be honest with people. Exactly. Map your days out. Yeah. Realize like, you can't do everything. No. But also... You're not a robot. Like, that's the thing. And even, like, <laughs> lots of people, like, fill everything in, but then they literally don't take any time for themselves to, like, even rest. Like, it's not even about, like, doing things consistently. It's like, well, have you carved out time to lay on your bed and just think or, like, process what you've done? That's actually a good idea to carve out time specifically for it. I mean, yeah. I think it's, like, like, people, it's a common thing, kind of. But, because I never do that, but then I do end up having, like, some downtime and then I'll typically waste it like oh, yeah, on my phone. Sure. So I'm like, that's I actually, because that's a good idea. Like when you're putting stuff in your week or when I'm like putting stuff in the calendar, it's like put in an hour on like a Saturday or a yeah. couple of hours to like read a book. Because like I w- exactly. would love to read a book, but I don't end up because like you don't make that one yeah. of the, your things on your to-do and list. And then there's three hours you spend oh. on your phone watching TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me too though. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like if, it, yeah, you like schedule in something like it's kind of like something you have to do. Like it's as if somebody else is like going to be there reading a book with you. It's yep. you have to make sure you're going to do it rather than being like, oh, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. Although it's like I if I find time, but then you're like, oh, but there's something more productive I could be doing. Exactly. But then you end up procrastinating that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything exactly. just goes back to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> or, that, or just like, I don't know, doing stupid stuff that yeah. could be done in like 10 yep. minutes, but you 
prolong it for like two hours. Exactly. Damn, um, this just turned into a combo about like time management. Yeah, we love. Put yourself first. I think it's time. I think it's time to have a conversation with Carlos. <laughs> that was so awkward. Wow, no, the sweat has started. Ali's like wiping herself. Stress out. Um, no, but we got, we've got to leave you. We've got to bring in something new. We've got to add some spice <laughs> to this conversation. Um, it is time for Carlos, guys. Let's head to our conversation. I'm so excited. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we are back and we are joined by Australian superstar Carlos Sanson. <laughs> How are you, Carlos? <laughs> superstar is a bit of a stretch, but I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, doing great. I was going to say rising star, but I was like, rising is, is rising, but he's already super up. enough. Yeah, super like enough you, us, so. you're established. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah, so we're always. going to get into all things Carlos Sanson, his career up into career up until this point everything going on with him but for starters Carlos we like to start by asking guests just for a little insight into your life what is a typical day in your life like what does it look like uh yeah I'll, I'll wake you have up. a typical day at this point I like yeah <laughs> um no I guess I guess things are always sort of changing in the field of work that I do but I, I wake up I like to wake up early and I'll try and do some sort of exercise whether that be swimming or going to the gym a bit of boxing. Then I'll, um, depending on if I have any any work to do, I'll usually eat the frog and I'll get the stuff done. And that's not as enjoyable done. <laughs> and then, and then get it out then, of the way, really. Yeah, get out of the way. And then, um, yeah, I'll usually try and see a friend or try and get a coffee in the afternoon, or something like that. Play maybe play in the chess. afternoon. Coffee in yeah. the afternoon. afternoon that's dangerous. Coffee, yeah. <laughs> uh, coffee and chess. When I say coffee, it's like we sit down, we have a coffee, we play some chess. I think that's my enjoyable day. Chess is a thing I do. I forced once Theo to play chess with me at like the state library. He did not enjoy it. I won. <laughs> um, but nice. I'm, I think if you know are you a competitive person? Vibe, I'm, a, I'm a very competitive person. I'm, I'm not actually very good at chess. In fact, out of my friends, I'm probably the worst. <laughs> but I enjoy it nonetheless, you know? Do you go okay. into it like we are sitting here and we're going to play until like, even though you're in like a draw situation, you're like, we're going to go until one of us is lost. Yeah, no, we go to the end. We don't, okay. there's okay. no, there's no backing out. There's, <laughs> once you sit down for a game of chess with me, it's do or die. There, there will right. be a winner or there will be stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst is stalemate though. It's really um, depressing. I have a verse like online with some friends from the UK and um, it's disheartening. I'm like, I should have won. Mm. I should have got yeah. checkmate. But <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's disappointing when it's your fault. Like, you know, like <laughs> when, when you, you take your pawn to the end, you could have, you know, you took a queen because you're being greedy and you should probably take a rook. And then because you took the queen, it ends up being stout. You know, it's like, yeah. Anyway, um, this does is this competitive, <laughs> does this competitive competitiveness like feed into your acting? Like, do you take it through to that? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, very, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm a very competitive person. And you know the thing about the thing about acting and being an actor is there is only one person for the job and mm. it's a very competitive industry if you choose to to go down it and i like to sort of adopt the mindset that you know, <laughs> there is on there can only be one and and you know you have to be at the top of your game if you want to you know do well does that mean that sure. when you audition for like a, a a role you find it hard to let go of it like do you get kind of obsessed over the role and it's like i need to get it 
or can you have a bit of a relaxed approach to it? I think definitely, yeah, yeah. When I first started, it was definitely like every role was, I needed to get this role. (laughs) Yeah. It becomes um, my life. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, and you get swept with the idea of, you know, where you would be filming and who you'd be working with and the streaming channel that you'd be on. And that's like a trap that I think a lot of actors fall into. And I think over time I've learned to, I mean, you still, it's like a weird balance though. Cause you still, mm. I still very competitive and I'm still very, I take my work very seriously, but at the same time, there's an element of, you just sort of have to let them come in and let them go. So mm. I used to keep at the end of every audition, I used to keep every script, every side <laughs> and I'd put it away and it'd be like, whether I got this one or not, I've done this one. And I had like a, a folder of like all my auditions for like eight months. And it was just like a ridiculous amount of, waste of paper really <laughs> and, and storage um, that could be better storage. use of storage <laughs> yeah. really really is not fun. Look at it. yeah <laughs> but now now when i do an audition i'll print it off waste of paper and then i'll um i'll throw it out like as soon as i've sent it off i'll throw the audition the the, the sides out and i'll just forget about it really letting go of your hoarding habits resorting to <laughs> them in 2021 <laughs> Exactly. I should, I should switch to, uh, what are those Kindles? Oh, yeah. Switch to Kindles. Like, that's but then you just set. hold them on your Kindles though. You hold them, you'll have them just like paper. So you're obviously smashing it at the moment with all kinds of roles, specifically Bump, which has been such a huge success. So congratulations to you on that. But I'm interested in hearing kind of back to the start, because I feel like everyone at some point in their life, particularly like when they're young says like, I want to be an actor. Like everyone Me? has that aspiration. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you actually Did you? kind Did of- you want to be an actress? Oh, for like six years, I was like, I'm yeah. going to be an actor. No, didn't happen. Obviously didn't take it any further, but I was invested. Drama, yeah, yeah. everything. <laughs> but you actually did make it happen. Unlike Ali and people listening. <laughs> You're there. It just like cuts uh, into me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did the process like start for you? Or like where, yeah. When did that first drop into your mind? Like, this is what I want to do. And how I think, I, yeah, I think I always knew. Like when I was little, like, I always sort of remember wanting like telling myself like privately mm. um <laughs> but like i sort of thought it was i was sort of embarrassed to say it publicly and i never really thought about it seriously until and like i was always good at drama in junior school and i did like plays when i was little but it wasn't until i did a high school play in year 10 i did arthur miller's the crucible and <laughs> really and dark played, for you yeah, dark for your yeah, first yeah, like hardcore yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was dark for the whole year, but it was like a really, really enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I played Reverend Hale, and it was like quite a big role. It wasn't the lead, but it was like big role. An and figure, an important figure, an important figure nonetheless. <laughs> and I, I remember like sort of finishing the first show, and like feeling so alive, and being like, "Holy shit! I need to do my, I need to make this my living. Like this is what I yeah. need to do when I finish school. Um, if I can do this for the rest of my life and get paid for it." Or then happy days, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think that was the first time that I started to talk about it amongst peers and family after that play. And then, but I didn't really do anything professionally or I didn't try and take any professional avenues while I was still in school. I just sort of took drama more seriously mm. um, as a subject. And then the, the HSC came along and I had, you have like in, in New South Wales and Sydney, you would do like a, a final individual project, just like an mm. eight minute monologue. Yeah. And Oof, I took that very, yeah, it was very, very nerve wracking. I think that's why I still have it memorized. An I dropped out before that. I was like, I can't do a monologue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 it definitely filters out 
the, the ones that don't work. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, because a lot of people do drama for blood in high school, you know? And like, yeah. And then when they, when they hear that they're going to have to be on stage for eight minutes just by themselves. <laughs> what was your quickly. monologue? What did you choose? I, uh, I wrote my own. And I based it off, and any, any, modern, any Modern Warfare listeners, I based it off Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And I was a, I was a private and I had lost my leg in Afghanistan. And uh, it was the story of his recovery and rehab and how he was gay and how he loved the man that was blown up next to him. It was quite emotional. Oh, wow, they must have like taken that like what you're 18 they're like this guy is serious he's written his own monologue he's taken all these like social elements and yeah done it i actually i actually got sort of shunned for it like because it's mm. it's re- like you're supposed to just pick a monologue sorry written and i didn't re- like really want to do that like there had been talk that you could write your own if you wanted to but no one really does it and then mm. i sort of went with that idea and i did it gotta go against the grain to stand out right and i guess that's that's yeah. why you're the one that made it <laughs> <laughs> All because of that yeah. monologue. monologue. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> Did you cop much kind of flack for like pursuing your creative when you were younger, like in high school and like being in the plays and whatnot? I think I was, I was very lucky. I had a very supportive group of friends and I'm still, they're yeah. still my best friends now. And, and they were also very creative in different elements like music and art. And uh, so I think I was very lucky that I felt very supported. I changed schools in year nine. And I think that was that played a major. I went to I went to Redham, and I think that changed a lot for me because that that the environment at that school was very supportive of creative pursuits and whatever it is you wanted to do. And I think the friends that I made at that school played a massive, massive role in making me feel supported and like that I was good enough, I guess. Because I guess there is a lot of a lot of bullying can sort of happen and oh, and, sure. and, and, and judgment for anyone who wants to be like in the creative arts, especially for males. I think mm. like it can be associated with you know if you're not a footy player and then you're not then, <laughs> especially then, you know, in australia <laughs> especially yeah. in australia then you're not yeah. allowed to be one of the cool guys so um i was lucky with the with the friend groups with the f- friend group that i have to feel so supported in, in pursuing that yeah that's mm. awesome so talk us through you finished uh year 12 how do you go about like pursuing acting like was there an agent mm. like did you just sit down and research what to do because so i know like when it's like there's no part direct pathway mm. people are like you know always want to become that but they don't know where to where to go it's overwhelming it's like you kind of look at these sketchy sites and you're like should i apply yeah <laughs> it's probably not, not something apply? that like most people around you are also encouraging that much or like your career's mm. dude at school is probably like mm, yeah. acting's not like the most secure <laughs> area you yeah into. for sure my careers advisor, like I, I actually sat, remember sitting down with my careers advisor and she like, she didn't know. And she was like, talk to your, talk to your drama teacher. So I talked to my drama teacher and she was like, um, go to screen, try Screenwise, try NIDA, audition for NIDA and audition for Screenwise. Yeah. Um, so I like, I got my applications and I auditioned for NIDA and I got like quite far into the audition process, but then the feedback they told me was that I was too young um, and to come back next year, but I didn't want to wait a whole other year. So I tried that other spot Screenwise. Um, I auditioned for Screenwise with like a week to go before the course started. Like it was very last minute. Um, and I got in with my best friend. We both auditioned, Tom Watson oh and God. I, and we both got in together. That's dream. Well that's like, that's yeah. something you like picture like when you're younger. Like, yeah, me and my best friend are going to be actors and we're going to yeah, get seriously. in. There's a TV <laughs> yeah. show in itself. 
No, <laughs> there I, you I go. Swear, Create your own. I, I swear, what a, I call them what a, what a and I are life should be a TV show. <laughs> like, mm, do it. Honestly, you wrote your own monologue. Why not just make that into like, exactly, a 10 episode show? Yep. Yeah. So I went to, yeah, straight out of high school, went into screen wise. Um, and then that was a, a four year, two time a two-year full-time diploma course and there I sort of it was really really good for me because like I had no idea I have absolutely mm. no idea where to start how to get an agent how I didn't even know what a casting director was like you know so I had like no idea so ScreenWise really sort of gave me the, the foundation and a good understanding of how the industry works and what to sort of expect and then graduated from ScreenWise and they do like a big showcase I think all drama schools do this. It's like an end of your showcase and agents come to watch and see the new talent. Ooh. It's, I, I think of it as like, the, I think of it as like the NBA draft pick. You know I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 the NBA teams come to pick who they want for the new season. Um, and do you know who you are or are you like on stage looking out in the crowd? Like, Oh, it could be that person. Is it that person coming in? Yeah, like we got briefed on different agents and sort of yeah. the different hierarchy oh, of the terrifying. agencies. Yeah, I'm just you, knew, you knew who the big shots were. And I'm just picturing, you, uh, you probably haven't seen it, but like High School Musical at the end where there's those two agents so they just stand yeah, up and they're like... Yeah, it's honestly, it's honestly <laughs> like that. It's honestly, it's like, it's a cliche, but it is honestly like that. Yeah. Like, so High School Musical got it right, guys? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, High School Musical got it right. Yeah, so there were agents in the, cloud, in the crowd clapping at the end of the grad and my agents now picked me up at the end of grad. And so then the professional relationship started working as I finished drama school. Um, and that's like a whole other, whole other sort of thing that we could go into if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, sort of working with them, they were like, you know, it would be really great because I'm, I'm American as well. I have my US passport. Oh, dual citizenship? Dual citizenship, yeah. Really, it's really, beautiful. really, really Not fortunate. Yeah. yeah. Very, very lucky. Very lucky because for Australians to get over to the US, it can be quite difficult. Yeah. Sure. Once they thought I was ready, as far as the, the the quality of work that I was putting down and the auditions that I was taping for and and that type of stuff, they were like they encouraged me to sort of think about going over to the US. Mm. One because a lot more opportunity. Yeah, we're um, gonna ask about that. We've done our research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, it must obviously Australian television. You see, like not a lot of things come out regularly and but like Hollywood it's consistent it's always like lots of different yeah. people new faces was it like a choice because you like it was difficult here or were you just like I'll go to America first uh yeah it was sort of I wasn't having great luck in Australia I was like getting callbacks and there, there were a couple nibbles here and there from casting directors and even even directors like I was meeting with directors and producers were saying like they love me but because I'm South American and, and, and from Nicaragua and Cuba, like uh, I, my sort of my look and my name and didn't really fit. So annoying. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, weird. So weird cause it's not like Australia like, isn't multicultural. Like, yeah. It's yeah. so odd to me. It's like you look on the street and there's not one person that kind of looks the same as another person, but in like Australian television, it's blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah very surf coast and I'm like but that's not what we look like at all yeah it's crazy yeah. and I think specifically for um Latinos like there I before bump mm. which we'll get into but like there was no I, I don't actually think there's been ever any representation no. of us well, at, Australia yeah. at, at all I, I can't I literally I've, I've googled it I can't I can't <laughs> I can't find anything 
and sort of like I sort of also understood where where casting just come from because sometimes it was like a period piece and we were in you know 1900s in rural Australia and like mm. yeah you're right there were no South Americans in that time and I get that <laughs> so I was like okay um, let's just go to where there are and like there's a, a, an abundance of work for South America and Latinos over in, um, in America you mean, there's like four different narcos like you know what I mean <laughs> there's like heaps of he, he, heaps of roles for me there so that was sort of the impetus to go over to the states mm. and then you booked jobs yeah Not, i don't know if it was straight away but like you got malibu rescue and then legacies which is massive yeah it was crazy eight days in to arriving i booked malibu rescue which is like wow you know, and you're like okay i made the right decision <laughs> yeah yeah you're like, yep. so america should so I, I ain't coming back <laughs> yeah I was like, okay, well, that was meant to be. Was that transition just terrifying though? Or, or were you like, no, I want to do acting so bad that it's easy for me to make this decision? Or were you like, I'm leaving behind everything in Australia? Nah, yeah, it was really, really difficult. It was, it yeah. was like, I was leaving family. I was leaving, like, living at home. I was leaving all my friends, those supportive friends that I told you about in high school. Yeah, right. Yeah, my family as well is a massive one. Like, it was really, really scary for me. And I think I'm, like, I'm so lucky to have booked early on because, you know, you hear stories of people who go there for years yeah. and don't get anything. And, like, alone. I couldn't. And alone. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, like, I, 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 I definitely don't have any doubt it in my um, resilience and in my dedication, but like, I'm not saying it would, it would be easy if like, you know, you know, one wants to be there not booking work and working as a waiter, just like scrunching it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, not it, ideal yeah. at all. No. Um, have you seen like a difference working in LA, like on LA sets to Australia? Like obviously now you booked Bob, um, but like, have you seen a massive difference compared to like Hollywood? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, there is like an energy in LA that, that you can't like, that you can't really replicate. It's like, like a hustle, a hustle of yeah, it's showbiz town, you know, it's like yep. everyone there is trying to be somebody and everybody thinks they're somebody. So, <laughs> you know, it's about filtering out the difference between the two. I think like coming back to Australia was really nice. Like everyone on set, like from the producers down to the clapper on crew, like everyone is just super humble and down to earth and like, mm. and maybe sometimes in, in, in America and, and in Hollywood, it's, it's not, it's not as much, you know, you get personalities and there's definitely feels more like more of like a hierarchy in, yeah. in yeah. terms of, you know, what you as an actor feel you can bring to the table and your creative opinion and things like that. But I guess also it was the role, I guess, coming back to Australia when I booked Bump, it was a lead role. So yeah this show sort of revolves more, more around my character and, and the other characters. You're like, I am the star now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bow down yeah, at yeah, my feet. Yeah, yeah. I am the hierarchy. Yeah, mm. there's no hierarchy because you are a master. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you. I, so you actually came back to Australia because you were probably expecting to be gone for quite a while. You're like, okay, goodbye family, goodbye friends. I'm going to well, go actually, be yeah, American I, famous. I, and then <laughs> I, I, I planned for, I'd saved, I, I was working retail and I'd saved enough money to get me what I thought was three months. Yeah. In hindsight, if I hadn't booked Malibu, then that would have lasted me maybe a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how expensive it was to live by yourself and have to cook for yourself and pay rent and all those things. Yeah. So bills, thank God. Transport, yeah, especially yeah, in LA. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Ubers are ridiculous. You have to Uber everywhere because you can't walk anywhere. No um, public transport, really. And you're like, if I'm going to be in a beach, fucked. like a teen beach movie, I can't be eating like 
McDonald's every day. Like, I need that. <laughs> no, exactly. Splurge on proper meals. Yeah, and just splurge on proper meals in LA. It's like you're spending about 50 bucks US a meal, Ooh. which is like. My bank account's like, screaming. That's <laughs> almost double an Aussie. And, and obviously, I yeah. went over with Aussie money, so everything was half. So whatever I went over with, so, so you went over three months, and really it was a month and a half, and then with extra costs, you had like two weeks. You were eight days <laughs> in. You're like, either I get this job or I have to fly home tomorrow. I'm <laughs> flying home tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what were we saying? We lost track. Yeah, you had to. Re- you I had to return. Pandemic. Yeah. That- Corona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I actually went on a holiday. <laughs> so over Christmas. I met three of my best friends, that same group I was talking about, over in South America. They flew from Australia and I came down from North America and South America. And I obviously had worked professionally, so I had enough money to go on the holiday. Um, it was the best eight months of my life. Like, you know, I went from mm. Malibu to then I spent a month and a half in Atlanta. So I was in LA from Malibu. Yeah, then, then went to Atlanta to film Legacies. Then from Atlanta, I spent a bit of time in Miami with my grandma. And then from Miami, flew down to South America, holidayed, and then came back to LA. And Living that was where I was. Living your life as a movie star, really. That's- <laughs> yeah, it was sort of surreal. It was nuts. It was, yeah. it was, it was crazy. I was, it was very, 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 it was awesome. But I, had to, I came back and I had to make the decision. Because at that point, I'd been gone for a lot longer than I expected. Three months was what mm-hmm. I'd planned. So by the time I got back... I had to make the decision whether I was going to move here like permanently or whether I was going to do pilot season there and then come back or whether I was just going to come back now. And I like finally made, this was like tossing and turning my head for maybe like three weeks. I was like really sort of stressed about it um, because I missed, I was sort of homesick, I missed family. Um, And I decided to stay. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, tough it out. I'm going to wait for the next job and I'm going to do the LA grind. (laughs) And then, and then, well, and then, and then, and then like that, that day that I made the decision in my head, Trump made that presidential address to the nation saying like coronavirus is a thing. NBA <laughs> is cancelled. Yeah, when I saw, when I saw oh, the yeah, NBA, that was, had yeah, that was like the season. first thing. That was crazy. That was the that's first when thing you I, knew. Yeah, that's when I knew. I was like, oh, this is fucked. This is gonna yeah. fuck yeah. the whole world. So <laughs> I was then I sort of like took a complete one eighty, and I was like, and I wasn't sure if I was like using coronavirus as an excuse to sort of want to go You're home. Like, Damn it! <laughs> looks like, like I have to go I back. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I being weak right now? Like you know, yeah. am I? But I think in hindsight, I'm, I made the right decision. Um, well. Look where you are now. Like, were you kind of aware yeah. at that point that you're like you're leaving America and you're like, I probably did you kind of have in your mind that you probably wouldn't be able to go back for who knows how long? I guess no I, one really I, I knew actually, at that point. But when when I left, no, when I left, I was like, I'm just gonna go back for like a month, and then this coronavirus yeah, thing right. yeah, will be over, and then, and then I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, That's for sure. And it's great, you know, it works well. I get to spend time with family, get a little bit of um, like a reboost, and then I'll and then I'll go back to like, mm. yeah. But then when I got back home, it was sort of became apparent that that wasn't going to be the case. And yeah, and then auditions, I guess, started coming through in that lockdown. Remember when we were in that heavy lockdown, the nation lockdown. Yeah, yeah, that first one. <laughs> was yeah, it intimidating one. coming back and being like, yikes, I might like have to go back to my retail job. I'm. Like uh, if I have retail, to go back we were locked. We were in lockdown there. Where's no, the no, retail? No, 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 but seriously, yeah. When I when I got back, it was like, okay, well, the film industry's been put on hold. The the the, the film capital LA is completely shut down. So my yeah. whole 
the, all the momentum that I had in LA was sort of put to a stop and that was like mm. very scary actually and then I sort of had that same question that I had before I went to LA where I was like well there's not no roles really here for me in Australia we, we've experienced that what am I going to do I guess I can keep auditioning for stuff and getting close and then getting turned back but I'm probably going to have to end up working working that retail job again. But it's know? also because like, yeah. have you not seen me on ABC in America? <laughs> have you not seen me on Legacy? It's like, I can't go back yeah. to retail. <laughs> well, that was, I mean, yeah, you've got you to swallow your pride there and you gotta, you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills. <laughs> True. But, um, True, okay. <laughs> Humble and, yourself and, a bit. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't think, can't think like that, I guess, in, in those situations. But, um, You're like, hey, Gamer, you know that job I ditched you yeah. on? <laughs> I'm now uh, like a household name. Am I bringing yeah. some extra customers? So I'll actually I'll be back. Uh, I'll take you up on that delivery job yeah. <laughs> that I turned down. But so you auditioned for Bump. My question is, was the whole Carlo, um Santi role already written in or was it written in for you when you auditioned no it was already they had already i think bump was had been in production for over two years okay um, wow. and obviously it had been you know, rewrites and, and all that stuff and claudia had been working with kelsey um kelsey munro and claudia carvin had been developing the show so santi was already like a written character okay. so you were just like you just were a perfect fit it was just it's just it was just one of those like gel moments where like the brief came through and it was literally me <laughs> like growing up as a 16 yeah, year old in australia it was literally my i remember my my, my agent said like carlos if you don't book this then, <laughs> there's something wrong uh, with you <laughs> then then I, I, I don't know what's what we're gonna do in the future <laughs> and, and and yeah i definitely felt like like there's a feeling that i got when diego for, for legacies that that audition came through i was like okay if i just yep. do a half ass job if i do like half my job then i'm gonna get it this is something about when you hear the, when you read the brief and the timing of it and what they're looking for there's a feeling that i that i that i've that i had felt before like with legacies and i was like, okay well i have it i have it again for this one and yeah I, the audition process was pretty pretty straightforward like i put an initial tape down i sent that and then the morning after kirsty mcgregor said you know can we see some more i put more down and then it was about a week i didn't hear anything and then they asked, does he have any short films, any other stuff that we can watch? So I sent a bunch of short films that I had done before I left to LA. And then also when I just got back from LA and then, yeah, then they offered me the role. Amazing. Wow. We love. So <laughs> when you're on, so obviously Bump is kind of blown up now. When you were like on the set, you're filming, you're doing your thing. Is there, mm-hmm. can you kind of have a sense that like, oh, this is going to be good? Or is it just impossible to tell? You're like, who knows how this is going to turn out? Yeah, I've been asked that question a few times. Like, you know, oh, damn it, we're not original. No, it is a good question though, because you don't like when I when when I when I get a job, I'm I'm so thankful to have a job <laughs> because yeah. it, it's so rare, I guess. And you don't think at all about the end product. You're just sort of like doing the best you can mm-hmm. that day, and surviving that day on set, and and hoping that you don't fuck it up. <laughs> and <laughs> And um, I think like the crew and everyone had such a great time on Bump. That like was sort of, yeah, there was an energy there and there was such great chemistry between the, 
everyone in the cast. And I think that is always a good indication. But then I was talking to Claudia and Claudia was like, sometimes on the projects that I've worked on where everyone got along, those are the worst projects because everyone's having too much fun. So they're on the work <laughs> mode. So she, yeah, right. she, 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 she explained, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, so, so she, you know, she told me about that. And I was like, well, actually she said that after it came out. So we don't, we don't okay, need to worry about good. that point. <laughs> but she was like, she, I think she expressed it. And she was like, I was worried at one point, like, oh shoot, it's just going to flop. But yeah, I, I never really thought about the end product and whether it was going to do well critically or whether, you know, the audience was going to like, it. I think it was, I was just focusing on trying to do my job the best I could. I sure. saw a quote, um, which said that like recording TV is like 95% uh, terror and 5% boredom. Um, what was, <laughs> yeah. do you resonate with that quote at all? Or you sound like it was a pretty positive experience for you. Like what was like, <laughs> no, the day to day of acting, rocking Dude, up, doing a script? Honestly, you could probably swap that around. 95% boredom, 5% terror. Cause there's so oh, much really? waiting. There's so much waiting yeah. around on a film set. I mean, like this is what, this is what people don't get. Like, on a film set, there's you're setting up shots, and so your job as an actor is only really like for that period of time where you call action and cut. That's your five. That's why. That's why the five percent terror, ninety five percent boredom, works better from in my. I actually just <laughs> realized I read the quote out wrong. You were right. It is five percent right. terror, ninety five percent boredom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense because that that is sort of what it's like is there's a lot you know but but i mean it's not really important i think that's that's at least maybe on some other on some jobs but on the jobs that i've done it's it's always so exciting you're always having so much fun with crew and on the cast and it's mm. being on a set is like being on a, being in a theme park it's that same sort of excitement and mm. you feel like the a kid again and it's like yeah and like you know when, when you're setting up and they're about to call action it's like when you're about to go on the ride it's like oh i'm about <laughs> to go on the roller coaster and then and then, and then they call cut and you're like, oh, I want to go again. I want to go again. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so uh, should we do another take? Was that bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. like stumbled my words a bit in that one. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, um, so your character, yeah. Santi, um, in, like, do you, you said like he was the perfect role for you. Like um, you really resonated with him. Like in what ways do you think that was? Like, obviously mm. you, I don't, not that I've read, maybe you have had a kid when you were 16. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was it just the personality, um, the like family dynamic? Like, Yeah, I think like the culture was a big thing growing up, like born in Australia, but from Chile and um, from like, you know, South American heritage. Like I knew what it was like to be sort of in the middle. And, and, and what that's sort of like growing up in, in an, like an Australian society is like having that um, cultural oh, plate, definitely. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Questioning um, yourself like 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also like, you know, your parents at home are speaking Spanish, but then you go to school and everyone, like you're all like the teachers are speaking English and you sort of have this weird sort of personality thing where you don't know where you sit. So like uh, mm. I, I definitely felt like that was a big thing when I first read it. Um, and when I first read like the few first, whatever they sent us, so I think it was like an episode when we auditioned. I think also just like Santi's cheekiness and, and his sort of troublemaking habits were very similar to me when I was younger. The, um, the weed addiction. Yeah. yeah the weed, he- 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 heavily on the drugs. Of house. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, but no, but yeah, yeah no. <laughs> um, but, um, and then also like, you know, he loves football. And I would, mm. I would love, I loved all sports, but football was definitely one that I really enjoyed. But then I was also, you know, heavily into my drama. And I've told you guys, you know, I started taking that quite seriously in year 10. And yeah. it was like, you know, I was balancing 
what it was like to sort of be really into your sports, but also be really into your creative pursuit. Mm. So it was like Santi also has that, you know, where he's very, drawing is like his everything, but then also football, he, he loves it and he's very talented at it. Were um, they your own drawings? Oh. <laughs> Did they make oh. you draw? <laughs> um, let me think about this. Um, of course. Of course <laughs> yeah. they were. I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the artist, um, he's very, very talented. I think he's from Colombia. Mm. And um, yeah, he was, he was crazy. Like, like he was crazy. Like the creators or directors would sort of just like ask him what they wanted or what they needed. And he like, within days he would just sort of like have these photos of ollie or like these this the the backdrop for my room or like even the in a in a eight i think it's the the pres the little presentation that ollie puts up on a laptop that's the, oh, the drawings yeah. oh, yeah, that Santi has done awesome. yeah <laughs> like that's that, that that that's not easy to do and yeah. i'm pretty sure he did it very quickly um yeah. on demand so and then you just yeah, I'll and be like, like, yeah these are mine yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like taking the yeah. full credit for it fully yeah yeah. I remember like we would get close-ups where like it's me drawing and I would like <laughs> you're just like oh, going over <laughs> I was like I don't want to fuck ruin this it. up yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin this you have to do multiple takes you're like oh damn <laughs> like yeah. over and over again what was it like having that kind of cultural such a big cultural aspect on the show was that did it make kind of the role feel way more personal and special for you yeah yeah for sure it felt like felt like I like I said, I just spent that that summer in South America, and there was an energy there with the people that like I didn't think you could ever find anywhere else apart from South America. I mean, obviously I have it at home, but as far yep. as like a place, like a place where you can go and find that energy, and then all of a sudden on set, I started feeling the same way that I felt when I was traveling, just from being yeah, on nice. set with my with my with the Hernandez family, and and then all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, this is insane that we're actually going to like record it, and it's going to be on television for like. Australia to watch, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not—it's never happened Intro. before. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So it was—it was really, really special, and it also felt like we were like the first ones, mm. like as a family, as a, an on-screen family, like we were the first ones to to pioneer it. You know, like mm. yeah, it's quite special. Like you guys are going to be the blueprint from now on in Australia. In a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah. It's yeah, it's nice to think, but yeah. For and sure. then I guess seeing people like the way that people have responded to that, it's like well clearly it's kind of working so hopefully it can inspire and what people need more yeah the future. yeah i definitely i definitely hope that it'll it'll set a, a standard for future future projects and like future creators and people who are writing now mm. to see that it does work and then the and audiences do respond to it and it is something that that people enjoy and, and want to see more of mm. speaking of the response i like so I binged watch binge. I remember I'm not binge. Bump. <laughs> Bump. I, sorry, too many um, streaming services, but yeah. I binge watched Bump. I think the day it came out. So I was just like in my room, I was sick and I was like, I need something to watch. And I was up all night completely like watching it, but it's blown up and it's been less than a month. Um, and there's, I've drive through the city and there's huge so many billboards. I'm driving yeah, there's nice. on bus stations. How have you dealt with like this response? Obviously you've had a bit of, of um, recognition from your work, but this is like another level. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's insane. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, um, it's surreal. Like I don't really know how to describe it, I guess, but I guess it is very nice to see all the hard work and all the sort of sacrifice leading up to it and the rejections and to see it and to see bump sort of, up there and, and to be recognized and like, you know, just walking around my, my neighborhood where I, where I grew up in and then to see like the posters where I, 
used to hang out as a kid. It's like, yeah, right. It's, it means it means actually very for special real. for me. It's like, yeah, it's, it means quite a lot. Like, that's, that's how me. I least... I used to sit there. No. Yeah, <laughs> now my yeah. face is there consistently. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, family friends see it, and I've got messages from people who I haven't spoken to in years. I've been like, hey, I just. I saw the trailer, I saw you on a billboard or just I just watched the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, it is nice. It is. It's very special. Have you dealt with a lot of kind of recognition in the street from fans and viewers? And how do people usually kind of respond when they see you? And do you like it? Or are you like, I'm just trying to get my coffee? Or you're like, I, I just like, want to get my coffee and play chess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, it's, it hasn't got to a... I, like, I've been speaking with Natalie Morris a lot about it because... Yep. We both sort of been in the same, same boat. boat, and it's 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 not at a point where it's like an invasion of privacy. Mm, like sure. I I really don't mind it. It's like every now and then someone will sort of look at you, and maybe you like try and get your attention, <laughs> and you want you want to like, be oh, sure. It's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and a lot yes, of times it's, it's like I'm like, but a lot of time I'm not sure if they're looking at me, or, and you want to be yeah, right. as well. You don't want to be so, yes, I know, guys. I, I am Carlos. Do you want a photo? <laughs> just ask. <laughs> Yeah, it is a nuts sort of thing. It's never happened to me before. But yeah, again, it's 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 nice to be recognised and it's nice to be appreciated for, for your work because mm-hmm. it is, you know, it is it means a lot to me and it's it is a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice that's gone through the years and make in the making. So it's nice to be you know applauded for it for sure. Mm, for sure. I, <laughs> me and my friends, well, my friends and I, um, have been obviously obsessed with Bump and in turn like you because like you're the main you're the heartthrob how did like yeah. how are you going to navigate becoming like it's been a month you've already blown up there's so many <laughs> are your people DMs watching just it. like exploding yeah, like, you're becoming Even, the australian yeah. heartthrob like yeah. um, chris hemsworth liam hemsworth who like <laughs> <Carlos> <laughs> yeah no, i told my sister even i was i was talking to you tonight and she's like let him know that i'm willing to relocate like <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> legit everybody's like i was like oh yeah we've got um carlos come. they're like who bump they're like i'm sorry just say hi for me i'm like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah i mean yeah i I don't i don't i don't know yeah yeah i i there's been a lot of dms and they've been like like the best ones are the ones either from south americans who have been so like grateful to have Mm. their you know their their culture represented on screen and like that those are the ones that i really resonated with yeah and then also a lot of teen mums have actually messaged <laughs> oh yeah. wow yeah, I yeah wouldn't have, I, been... like it makes sense but i wouldn't have put that as a as a fact yeah i never really thought that that would sort of happen but mm. i i think natalie's got a lot as well and they've sort of reached out just saying thank you for doing this, like a like a story like this uh, such justice mm. um and and so so truth because I guess having a kid at such a young age can be a traumatic experience. and um, Especially when you don't know that you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I think that yeah. adds another factor, which it honestly happens so much more often than we think. Like, Does I just, it? I was no, after, after watching Bump, my mom was like, oh, yeah, that show, my um, colleague at work, his daughter just had a baby and she didn't know she was pregnant. And I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> I was yeah, like, the timing. I think it's, it's one, crazy. I think, I think. It's one four hundred and seventy-five pregnancies. Wow, pregnancies. What the, which is that's got to be one of, the, one of the hardest things. Um, yeah. And I guess also because most of the only representation of like teen mums is shows like Teen Mum, where it's like crazy mums, crazy lies. Yeah, like, yeah, these people crazy, are sort of like yeah, bogans and sort of crazy mm. 
people, but it's like that's not the true, true depiction of, of what it's like, yeah. Now, exactly. you've probably got this question also a lot, um, but did it make you more or less keen to have a baby in this point in your life? <laughs> like, were you... Or Were you holding back, the baby like, yeah, on set? Nice holding like, the baby on set, you're like, baby? should I have one? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have experienced all I need to for now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good for the next like I'm, 30 I'm years. Good for now. Yeah. That's the no, opposite like, effect. You're like, I'm done with growing babies. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, I, like, I get the best of both worlds. You know, like, I get to hold the yep. baby and be cute with it, but then. Someone takes it from me and I don't have to deal with the, the difficult part. No, I think it definitely, it, it sort of, I had to access, you know, paternal instincts that I, mm. that I, that I've never had to, I guess, sort of with my siblings, I guess with my yep. siblings, I've, 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 I've had it, but not to an extent where it's like an infant, you know, and it's like, yeah. so I think. Was it the same baby the whole way through or did they switch, switch babies? There were multiple babies. I thought so because I was watching it. I was like, yeah. I swear last episode there was a little slight difference. But, <laughs> there were the, but each baby could only work two hours a week. Oh, oh wow. So Makes think, sense. So think, so sense. Think about it. Is like, how does a baby even like get into the film scene? Like, that's <laughs> interesting. Such an interesting like you have a baby question. and you're, you're like, <laughs> I want this baby to be in TV shows. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, I've spent no, 22 yeah. years of my life grinding for this and this baby is just yeah. comes out of the womb and it's a star of a TV show. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's I something. I think there's, I think there's a company called Bump, funnily enough. And <laughs> it's, it's, uh, an agency like a like a talent agency but for babies so you like as you sign your baby up and then if they need him that you i'm gonna sign my unborn child up my unborn child and we'll be like in the future just like in the womb i'll be like you're gonna be famous yeah (laughs) but no because like when they come out and like obviously when you need like a fresh new fresh newborn baby (laughs) like how old is it like that's my question like is it like three hours old is it a week old like who knows i think it, I think it sort of changed like we had like babies that were a couple, like a couple months old and then babies yeah like they were also bigger babies and small babies but i love this <laughs> yeah. us quizzing you on babies Fresh, now everyone bigger. just expects you to be a baby ac- expert now that you've done like a baby tv show yeah um, i'm um, interested in hearing like what was do you have any like standout moments from your time on set of bump or on any of your other um, kind of sets, like any super memorable or just kind of the best moments for you? I remember like when I was filming Malibu Rescue, there was one scene, like the final scene where, where Tyler, the main dude and, yeah. and Wayno, my character, like were like the last two left to, to win the, uh, the beach master, which is like what the movie's about. Yeah. And like, there was this, like there was over like maybe 300 extras on set and it was like, Ooh. this obstacle course which we had to do and i remember sitting there with ricardo and like it was in between takes and we were like both looking at each other like what this is insane like <laughs> there's a whole like, like audience of people like cheering for us but it's all fake you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're getting hyped up on this fake <laughs> yeah fake on cheers. this fake fake train but um i remember that being like a big like also like we had a lot of stunts together and it felt like we were in mission impossible like i remember that being <sighs> really fun and then the on reason Bump, why I, you become an actor to feel that to feel yeah, that stunt yeah for, for, for sure it's like those moments where you this sort of said to pinch yourself like am i just mm. what i'm doing right now to- <laughs> am i tom cruise yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um and then on bump like similar there was a scene where i had to play i had to ref the football game and like mm. episode, episode 10 i think and that was a legitimate football game. Like I was wrestling a legitimate <laughs> under eight. What? It was like a, it, was a, it was a splinter unit, a splinter crew, splinter camera unit, and we went on a Saturday. And Ricardo, who plays my dad, 
he outside of acting he he runs a little football school and um, for his for <laughs> his like, two of kids he was like we can use kids, do you want to be famous yeah. <laughs> yeah he was like he was like yeah we can use we can use my my team and we can just put the camera and we'll just <laughs> we don't have so to I, pay them <laughs> yeah exactly it's great so i remember getting there and ricardo was like all right you, here's a west here, here's a whistle um here's your here's your your ref Sure, you're actually going to ref this game. And I was like, "What?" Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're actually going to ref the game. We don't. I don't have a ref today. But I just got you. In. And and then the camera is going to follow you around, and you're going to do the scene. And like Claudia was there, and like the director's sort of on the sidelines, and like there's like actual parents from the opposition who are there cheering on their kids, and like I'm refing this game, and like blowing because the whist the scene needed me to blow the whistle, mm-hmm. and I would blow the whistle, and then all the kids would stop playing. <laughs> But then the camera's on me, so I can't tell them to keep playing. But <laughs> you're like, guys, guys, give me the I'm like, like, I'm like keep <laughs> playing. You can like, keep playing. Just like kicking the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was, and, that, and then also like the halves were on. Like, we, had, we had 20 minutes to shoot that scene. So it was like adrenaline oh, to the yeah. max. As if acting isn't like enough pressure. It's like now acting. They're like, we are going to get you to work while you're already working. Like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when your dad's like, "Yo, you're you're refing a game," that's like totally legitimate. You're on the phone. He's like, "Actually, you're refing a game," and you're like, "That it's true." Stop distracting me. Stop calling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's on the sideline there in that scene, and yeah, yeah, that's all. All all those parents in that shot were legitimate parents. Those weren't extras. Now I'm gonna have to go rewatch. Go this back and, and watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go back and watch. And that goal, that goal that gets scored, that's a legit yeah. goal. Like it's all oh. the cell- Wow. The kids would have been like thriving. No, this is our moment. Yeah, I could yeah. imagine being a being like, I am gonna be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I need to show my skills. <laughs> yeah, the kids loved it, and they and were playing on, around the camera and sort of yeah. On the opposite vein, I guess, just quickly, like, was there? Do you have any? Have you had any like epic fails or super embarrassing moments, re- like recording anything? Oh, I remember stuff filming, Ma- filming Malibu Rescue. I um, I clogged my, <laughs> I clogged my my toilet with paper towel <laughs> in, in my trailer. So I was, I, I like Ooh. sort of like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I put, I blew my nose. That's right. I blew my nose and I with paper yep. towel and I, I didn't know. And the American toilets, they're awful. Yeah. So it was in the, yeah. So I was sort of in my trailer to blew my nose, put the paper towel in. And then I was like being driven to set. I heard on the radio them go like the new guys flooded his toilet. <laughs> the new guys new flooded his toilet. I'm like, who are they, who are they talking about? Who's the new guy? Oh, no. <laughs> And, then, and and I got driven and then they, they had to take me back and take me back. And they're like, do you have any valuables in there? Because the whole thing had been like, thank God what? there was no feces or urine. It yeah. was just water. So I was just blowing my nose. But like, that was just really embarrassing. <laughs> and you're like, I've just gone from Australia. This is my first like big thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. That's my first subtle. thing. And I, and I like trying not to draw attention to myself. And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was pretty embarrassing. Well, at least now you've got an answer to this question whenever someone asks. So exactly, it's yeah. positive. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to like you're really um getting to the end of the barrel or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for an answer. Um, so feel free not to answer this question. But intimate scenes are they coordinated? Are they awkward? How did you go about that filming? Bar? Yeah, because obviously first intimate scene. Yeah, never done it before. It's nuts. There, there was an intimacy coach, Danielle Mikic, and like, she was in, incredible. It was like choreographing a fight. I was about to say, so, is it like a cor- <laughs> coordinating a dance? Like Yeah, like a dance in, or a fight yeah. or like, and so you would sort of sit down with her and, and the actress and the director and you'd sort of talk about the scene. 
Um, and then you sort of block it through like movement yeah. by movement till by the end of it, you had like a well-crafted, very well thorough idea of exactly what was going to happen. Mm. So neither party at any point was ever like, whoa, what are you doing? Well, yeah. And then they're like, which, okay, which felt, now, do it with your clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Hey, hey, that was just um, for the practice. Now that was just for the practice. Clothes off. Like, yeah, even in even in rehearsals, they were like kissing with masks on because it was Corona. Oh, Corona! We, we, yeah, we had to we had to. I, oh. I remember kissing Natalie with a mask on, and it was like we both <laughs> just sort of lost it. Really interesting. <laughs> just like kissing ourselves, it was very very funny. We couldn't. We were like sort surely of, like, that should have been on the outtakes. Like surely. Yeah. So, like yeah. everything else off, but you do have to wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was really good to have an intimacy coordinator because I just, I guess I, guess I just felt safe and I felt like, mm. especially on set because the director is sort of directing and that mm. involves more than just worrying about you. Like they're setting up shots yep. and lights and That's, yeah. and they're, they're in their director world. So like sometimes it's nice to just have an intimacy coordinator yeah. to, to be like, hey, I'm not feeling too sure about this or what about this? Or, <laughs> what if I want yeah, to try yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Was it awkward yeah. though? Well, like, not for like the, not the situation, but were you going in like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Like sort of, so yeah, it was sort of, it sort of was awkward. Yeah. But sort of not like. Like nerve wracking. Like nerve wracking, but also exciting. Like, you know, mm. it was my first time. I always wondered how it was done on TV. And whenever I watched those scenes, I was like, I wonder yeah. how the actors do that's, that. That's all us, all the listeners. That's what they want to know. Like, do, yeah, is well, it all. Um, I, mean, I don't like, know if you've <laughs> seen the video of like, I don't know what it was, but it's this guy like shooting, like somebody's taking a video of like, there's the camera guy shooting from above and it's very awkward. And I'm like, what is going on? I was like, I would never see, like he's holding onto his legs to shake the guy. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> for the camera to shake? No, so the camera shakes. So it's like realistic. I don't know. Um, yeah. But lots of questions, <laughs> but thanks for clearing that up a bit. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and there were awkward moments, but I think the the best, like, what was really special was that, like, you could just sort of go into the scene and just, like, just be with you and your scene partner and mm. forget about the cameras and the lights. And and then when they call cut, then you sort of realise that <laughs> what you're doing and, <laughs> and how everyone's you're watching. Like, oh, but, there's just, like, this whole crew just, like, watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you've done, but, like, a bunch of different stuff. Um, we know Bump Season 2 is coming, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Were you so just like exciting. stoked when you got that news? Yeah, it was insane. It was, it was, I think, again, yeah, Claudia told Natalie and I one day at the beach and we had to sort of keep it under wraps until it was publicly announced. <laughs> yep. But I was like, you know, trying not to tell my family and friends. I discreet <laughs> about like, it. Why are you so happy? No, 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 no. I actually remember being in a really bad mood that day. And then I met yeah. Claudia and that down at the beach. And then like, she told me my mood was like... <laughs> Just completely took a one. I was like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, crazy. And then also to read like that it broke all streaming platform. Oh yeah, I saw that viewings and records. Like it happened. You know, they got it got commissioned for a season two within a week of its release, which is mm, like, wow. you know what I mean? Like that doesn't doesn't happen. Legit, so. it's crazy. Stands for stoked. Like, people are actually using us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Are you Stan? Stan's an iconic. It's better um, than Netflix at the moment. I'm not gonna Stan, lie. Stan, he's a Stan. Stan's doing well at the moment. Yeah, but just to wrap us up, like, <laughs> Theo's like, I will um, take that back. <laughs> what is kind of like your dream role or your dream like career moment or like what is yeah the kind of thing you would be most excited for in your future of acting? Uh, my dream role is to play Nightwing mm. okay. in in a in a DC Comics yes. movie. 
it would be Batman, but <laughs> I feel I feel morally obliged to respect Bob Kane, the creator of Batman, and and mm-hmm. keep Bruce Wayne traditionally a white male. I think <laughs> I, I I and also my lips are too big. <laughs> to, to Batman not have big lips. Oh. Nah, nah. Batman's Batman's got to have skinny. He's got he's got the he's got little be... like tiny thin yeah. <laughs> because yeah, he's got the yeah. mask. Yeah, yeah. It'd be you'd reckon you you know it was you know yeah. I was you would know I was. Bruce He'd be like that Batman. is yeah that is Batman. He's walking down the street. I know him. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're Batman, it's like I'm just another Batman. But Nightwing, it's like this is me. Exactly. Yeah, True. that's a good point as well. No, I can be the first. True. Nightwing, but yeah, to be involved in a in a DC universe franchise. So is you're my, stating now you're more of a DC fan than a Marvel fan. That's what I'm hearing. This is going to rile up some controversy right now. Fuck Marvel. <laughs> Fuck Marvel. I'll, really? say that, I'll say that. Really? Oh, I don't. That like breaks my heart a little. DC, like, nah, yeah. man. Look, I, I will be the first to admit that cinematically, Marvel have done a great job. And because the recent DC movies, I'm sorry, they're they, not the best. No, but that's why I'm going to reboot them. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why I'm going to be the star. <laughs> that's why when I play Nightwing, it's going to change. Okay, you're like, I'll wait. Maybe in, I'll switch. Inside, no, you're like, switch. okay, I know I can admit Marvel's better, but if I want Nightwing, I have to really go out all out for DC. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the stories that's and the right, comics... You can, the comics are better in, in, in DC comics are better, but Marvel yeah. just have done well cinematically. cinematically. And um, it's a shame because I love DC, but <laughs> All right, yeah. well, the are coming Spider-Man to revive DC. The first initial yeah. Spider-Man Tobey Maguire is, is, is good, but that's not part of that whole universe, you know? That's true, true, true. He's his mm-hmm. own, he's his own, his own vibe. Um, yeah. or web. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll see you in DC Marvel, or not DC Cinematic Universe soon. Look out. All right, but thank you so much, Carlos, for coming on. This has been so much fun and so interesting to just hear everything from you. I'm like, this is have such a close insight into the acting world, which we don't often get. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Bro, thank you. Thank you so much, both of you, for asking me. (laughs) Everyone go watch Bump. And also, where can people find you on? Are you an active Instagram user? I am. My Instagram is underscore underscore star. Follow okay. me. Go. Do you have Twitter? Anything else people can find you on, or is it just Instagram? Nah, is your main, I don't your main place. Too much to yeah. keep up with. I don't know. I use Twitter. <laughs> He's an, sorry, I forgot. You're a, you're, you're a huge actor. Do you not have time? <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is SARS like? Is that SARS after? SARS is a, actually a disease. Yeah, I was gonna say. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> but it was the nickname that my friends gave me. The same group of friends. I feel like I brought them up a thousand times. But they they gave me that like, nickname. Gonna in be high hearing school. this. There's my shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're gonna listen to this and share it. But no, they gave me that nickname because my name's Carlos Sanson, and the, the amalgamation of both those right. words, like if you just sort of put into one, it's like Carlos Sanson Taurus. Okay. So it wasn't so no because they just the couldn't disease. get rid of you, and they're like, this man's a disease. No, yeah, well, we didn't actually figure out it was a disease until like a couple of years later. And by then, and you we already were committed. Stuck. You're like, yeah, we already committed. <laughs> and uh, now I'm sort of, you know, I'm committed to reinventing SARS. Pushing through, <laughs> pushing through. Yeah. Reinventing DC, now reinventing diseases. We love to see yeah. that. <laughs> Thanks, next? Carlos. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And we're back. We're um, back. By ourselves. Kind of sad about that. He was so nice. I love Carlos. 
He was so fun and... Just, like, I felt like... Sorry if Carlos, you're listening to this, but I felt like we were friends. Like, like all we were doing is, like, that is well, so nice. odd. No. <laughs> but, like, I honestly... It's nice like, to feel like you're friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was so easy to talk to. For he sure. Was, um, not that he wouldn't be normal. Not that I was expecting him not to be normal. But I don't know. When, like, when you have a big show on um, Stan, when you have a big show <laughs> on a streaming service, like... No, yeah, know? he was very humble and had lots mm. of interesting stuff to say we are going to get into some people picks we are (laughs) we are and as you guys know people picks are where you guys send in whatever you want us to talk about for the week what's been going on random questions random stuff so we've got a few to pick out from today Yes. Should I get us started? Should I... Take it away. Should and I get And these ones, I think we uh, posted on Instagram this week because we were like, we like the anonymous stuff, but we want to see a name to a f- question, a people pick. Exactly. So, Theo, are there any impactful words from your childhood that are stuck oh. with you? That you <laughs> oh. think on a daily basis, that you come back to them, that you're like, oh my God, I still remember. Jeez. And you're like, you, you know, you're laying in bed at 3am and you're like, I still remember that when I was seven. Um, and this is a question by at not Sandra, like three eights. Um, so thanks for that, Sandra. You're going to make me think about everything too much right now. Some childhood trauma we love. Some childhood trauma. <laughs> um, yeah, one time my mum actually said to me, we were sitting there and I was like about to go to bed and she was talking to me and she said, she leaned over and gave me a kiss on my forehead and said, <laughs> no, it was very sweet. She said, um, believe in your dreams and believe in yourself. <laughs> and that's just something I've always kind of stuck by. Do you have it on your wall now? Yeah, it's my phone wallpaper. I hope everybody knows that you're completely full of shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she said something like that at some point. Yeah, but definitely it did it stuck. stuck with you then. No, literally the only advice I've ever got from anyone that stuck with me was one time I was um, boogie boarding, love mm. a bit of boogie boarding, and I was like sitting really far back. <laughs> My dad was like, oh, sit like really far forward because then you like, go better. <laughs> And it really worked. Like that transformed my boogie boarding. So that was pretty impactful for the summer of 09. Wow. I'm glad that stuck <laughs> with you. Um, that's definitely going to help you out. Well, maybe actually yeah. it will. Maybe you want to become a surfer. That does it. Well, I think it was kind of a metaphor for like, if you ever want something, you have to go forward for yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. you sit back, you, you won't. You get it. It will pass by you. It, yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. way, like the waves, yeah. exactly. Exactly, but if you go forward, you got to accelerate and get what you want. Exactly, Not so only I like to think that's what my dad was trying to say. I think so. I think, Michael, if you're listening to this, amazing work. <laughs> <laughs> amazing words. Um, what about you? <laughs> mine were that positive i don't think oh. um the only like <laughs> oh that's true impact could be like negatively like <laughs> exactly discard forever um what's stuck with me forever like i'm gonna beat think, your ass <laughs> <laughs> i think for the last three episodes i've just like exposed my mom i'm sorry mom, I'm gonna literally expose you again. michelle she's like his third character at this I point know. honestly bring her on <laughs> Ooh, she oh. No, <laughs> she, I think I was about 10 and I was like, mum, and I love music so much. Yeah. And I was like, when I was young, I was like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a singer. I'm just, I was like, I'm going to be an entertainer. And I was like, mum, I'm going to go on X Factor. And she's like, Ali, yeah. you know, those people we watch and we're like, why do their family members let them go on X Factor? <laughs> like, it's embarrassing. She's like, that's probably what you're going to be. Like. What the? How old are you? Like nine or ten. <laughs> <laughs> and that has sat with me forever. Forever That's... I tell you. And like I was in a musical, I was like did singing lessons. I've been told my voice isn't awful. 
sometimes um especially when you work on it but my confidence just i think it's been maybe that's why i have anxiety <laughs> maybe this is where everything's rooted no, i mean in. i think parents like fair enough to restrict their children from doing that yeah but usually they like go about it Differently? More discreetly, or yeah. like, oh, we just can't get to the audition. It's too far away. <laughs> yeah, just like, like, but no, she didn't even let me apply. She went straight for it. Yeah. She's, like, <laughs> she's like, you're gonna remember. I feel like all. like everyone has had one of those moments where they've tried to be like, yes, this is our X Factor moment. I remember one time in like primary school when we were young, we were like doing one of those pyramids just in in um, <laughs> at like lunchtime. Yeah. And we like made a little dance to go with it. We we're like, and we heard that there were auditions for Australia's Got Talent. We we're like, we should go drive out there for a little bit. <laughs> And go do it. We, we've got what it takes. We can do it. We'll just practice like at lunchtime for the next few days. And we're like so set on it. And it's like, we're literally just doing a little pyramid and then a couple of spins around. <laughs> and I was like, I can't dance. I'll be your manager, guys. <laughs> like, no, I'm pretty sure for a school concert, um, we there's like three or four of us and we did a dance to like You're Hot and You're Cold or something. But we literally <laughs> did like like the motions with like you're hot and you're like i don't know if you guys like can picture this but you're literally like fanning yourself and then you're shivering <laughs> you're like yes like the typical and we were like we are great for a school concert we were i think year five year six like that's like i 11, just love 12. it though like the kind of confidence mine was shattered early sweet co- <laughs> <laughs> of um, children to be like yes i can dance i can sing yeah but no i was even before that what else has stuck with me sorry mom you also did me dirty here i think i was Jesus. Uh, seven or eight and I was doing dancing like ballet mm. and tap and everything as and, you do yeah of course I was a dancer and <laughs> mum was like well into, up until this point mum was like Ali maybe basketball's more your thing maybe like this was more subtle of course but she's like this is because I've been told I had a banana back and all this type what? of stuff wait what because, is that like the well, hunchback of Notre you know, Dame no <laughs> It's because I've got a butt. So like, and the, and my oh. teacher used to always be like, get rid of that banana b- oh back. But like, because I'm African-American. Oh. Like, it's kind of awkward. Like, I was born with a butt. <laughs> um, and mom was like, not all African-Americans have a butt, but that's just my body type and stuff like yeah. that. And mom was like, yeah, I really think basketball's better for your like body type. Better for a your, big butt's like, useful in basketball? Well, I think it just like was like less like more, less focused on your appearance, of mm, course. And she was like, probably trying to help me. But yeah. at that point, I was like, Wow, my dreams of being a dancer, a ballerina, a tap dancer, jazz dancer, crush. Well, you end up loving basketball, so. Oh yeah, I did, but I've been playing basketball that, before. That one that. Act, was like, a... <laughs> no, but she was more like, let's just focus on basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks, mum. Like, I guess we can only go up from there. We go. <laughs> um, but no. So, I'm glad that we have some really great, impactful words that can that help was, other people. Yeah, that got so deep. I hope that impacted you too. <laughs> They probably like want ask this question because they're like, yeah, what can I take into my life? Well, don't take any of this. Maybe the boogie board reference. Mm. Michael did well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, and the next question we have from the lovely Charlie Brunt. Um, she left a review last <laughs> week or the week before. Um, and now she sent in a people picks. So of course we had to pick hers. Um, thoughts on the Trisha and Shane Dawson drama? Well, Ooh. I've only heard Are you up to date? Not fully. Like, I only know, like, brief little bits. Like, Trisha yep. suddenly hates Sean da- da- Dason. Shane, <laughs> Sean Dawson. Sean Mendes. Trisha hates Sean Mendes, yes. <laughs> um, wouldn't put a plaster, honestly. Um, 
and that's all I've heard. I didn't I didn't know there was anything back from his part. I don't know really what she did. Did she make a TikTok about it? Did she talk about it on a podcast? Who knows? <laughs> Fill me in, Theo. You obviously okay. know. Okay. So, no, okay. I do that know everything. That was a little dig. Sorry. I was you like, are, you obviously, obviously know. know. You better you spend than your <laughs> life sitting at home watching Trish Bader's TikToks. No. Well, I do, but... <laughs> um, wait, so this is crazy. This is just like an ongoing saga, this whole Shane Dawson... Oh, Everything. I thought it was done. I thought and like we. I over. have always. I've been like uh, on the Shane Dawson no. defense train no, 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 this no. whole time, but I think I might. I might have to exit. Why haven't you? I don't understand why you hadn't. But why now? Why? Because I'm just. I believe now? in growth. Yeah, which is an issue you need to face. Some people what? don't grow. Some people need to. Yeah, be... but he has grown. Okay. Um. Anyway, go go go. Okay. <laughs> tell 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 the deep. No. So basically, what happened here was classic Jeffrey Star is also involved. Oh. And he basically... James Charles as well? I'm just like assuming they're all... Well, living. James has been tweeting about it, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, Gotta stay relevant. Too. But no, Je- so Jeffrey and Trisha had a falling out last year because Jeffrey took her on a trip and was like roasting her for being like um, lazy and boring and like fat and like her hair oh extensions were bad and stuff. And they like, threw out her bag and whatever. So they had a, they had a oh whole beef. Oh my God. Um, so Trisha's gone, hated Jeffrey since then. But of course, Shane and Jeffrey... Are friends. Are they still friends? Yes. So they've been like besties. Trisha hates Jeffrey. Shane hasn't really been standing up for her. And then suddenly Jeffrey's hairstylist comes out and makes like a live saying, Trisha Paytas is trash. Like Jeffrey said last year, like blah, 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 confirming everything he'd said and basically hating on her even more. So then she was like, well, this is sad. I've been publicly hated on. Shane didn't come defend her and then was basically like, just try and move on from it. It's okay. Oh. And then Trisha's like, wow, I've been defending him this whole time. She's the only one that stuck by him. And she gets he nothing back. He has done nothing back for her. And then since then, everyone's been coming out sharing like audio recordings of Shane talking trash about her <gasps> for like the last 10 years of their friendship. Oop. Wow, I love being So involved. I'm not sure because Trisha Paytas is not the most reliable person, but I do love her. Like she's so entertaining. Like she's she is so problematic. She's very but problematic. she's very entertaining. I'm sorry. I know you're not supposed to like give people the platform if they are so problematic, and she is. Some of the stuff she comes out I'm like that is disgusting. What you're saying is like awful. But like some, I'm just like it's so wild following her. Like I don't follow it's, her religiously, yeah. but it's like what is going. But on? you see people like comment on TikTok like, "Wow, Trish, this is inf- offensive. You're cancelled." It's like. Guys, why does not simply like leave a comment and try and cancel? Like she just does it's whatever. It's like she, the way that she keeps coming back and back and back. And I think we briefly touched on this. Yeah, with yeah. the Davis. But like, I feel like nothing can stop her until she wants to stop, and I don't think she ever will. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's gonna die before she like stops. Like, for like, sure, for sure. Because um, she's been going. For so long, <laughs> like at the beginning of YouTube. Yeah, she's pushing forty. All power to her. Is she actually? I don't know why. I still think of her as like a thirty-year-old, twenty-five-year-old. Oh, well, she's in her thirties, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But I've never been after the whole stuff with that came out. I don't even know how long it was ago. Last year with um, uh, Shay Dawson. Yeah, no, not a fan. Not a fan. And it's funny because he's been in hiding, like everyone thought he was officially being cancelled, but yeah. he's slowly started to reappear and be posting like stuff. And I think I was seeing some more people like warming up to him, like, no. let's give him another chance, he can grow. But then this comes out and Trisha's like, because she's been like his best friend forever, like, defending him at every him. stand. And now she's like, I think she's the worst person ever trying to like destroy 
She has the power, honestly. And if I'm not really sure. And I don't think it's really healthy to like pick that much of a side either because every time any well, kind of cancellation prob- happens, the they're, all- they're all problematic. Yeah. Every time one of these things happens, people are like, this person, then they say something which shows the other person. And then right. everybody's like, why did we cancel them? They're worse. It's like, just don't pick a so side. So getting to invest is just dumb. You just have to sit back and kind of just enjoy the ride (laughs) (laughs) no i'm definitely not as up to date with that as i i don't know if i should be actually i'm kind of glad i'm not (laughs) you're not missing much no not at all all right so our last people pick and last little statement segment question oh um is from grace perry and she said is the whole manifesting confidence mm. a vibe? Um, do we think it works? Have we tried it? She says, I low-key want to know more about both your opinions on manifesting anyway um, and whether you've done it T. T. Just like T, as in like T, like give us the T on the oh, manifesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, have you, Theo? Have you tried manifesting? It's a big thing, especially on TikTok and everything at the moment and has been for a while. Well, I'm not really sure it defines like manifesting, like what exactly are they requ- requesting, but I've gotten into, um, not recently, but I went through a phase where I was like, I read like this book about like best morning routine and I was doing like best morning practices ever. Yeah. So you'd like read, you'd meditate, you'd exercise, you'd journal, you'd re- like look at a visualization and you'd also do affirmations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like visualization and affirmations are probably both forms of manifestation. For sure, <laughs> for sure. All those Asians. And I really like the affirmations. Like, it seems so dumb. Like, you basically yeah. write out a list. Like, I had a list of, like, things I kind of wanted to be. Yeah. Or, like, it was, but, like... Or wanted something to happen. Wanted or, to, like, yeah. realise in myself. Yeah. Um, and you would just, like, repeat it every morning. And to yeah. be honest, I loved it. And I kind of felt like it worked. Because it's yeah. not like... I don't think manifesting has to be something which is so, like, crazy and whimsical. No. It's literally just, like... I think... I'm going to reiterate this thing to myself and, therefore bring it upon myself because the more like you say an affirmation the more you believe it and i think that's yeah. a form of manifesting well i definitely think we talked touched about this in the past but yeah. i think it works like i think and what we've said in the past too is like when you believe things or when you put things out there your brain like processes them yeah. and like if it's positive like or negative like whatever you put out there your brain proce- processes and then subconsciously or consciously you start to do those things without even noticing yeah. Yeah. like so if you put out like i'm confident i'm going to do this like then you're going to be more inclined to mm. to look after yourself better or like because you think these things are, and you not know what even I mean? not even like consciously no. so it's like if you have a situation where you rock up at a party and you're like nervous and anxious and you're yeah. like Ooh, I feel, and your brain automatically goes like oh no you don't even think this thought but your brain is yeah. thinking like oh no you're too like anxious to speak to people yeah like i think if you're like someone that wakes up every morning and says i'm confident i'm a confident person i'm a confident person yeah it would slowly trigger your brain to when you encounter one of those moments it's like your brain that's yeah. the thought that would come to it for I'm sure confident. and because you've got it already inside you like and you're thinking it it's just like an automatic response yeah you know what i mean yep. like it's built in so i feel i think like it's a it's a real thing. I've actually, honestly, I've been seeing them a lot and I'm like, yeah, should I try them? Yeah, yeah. Like on TikTok and stuff. What affirmations? Yeah, like when I go on them and I recently started one. I'm up to my fourth day today, I think. And it's just like one about love and Ooh, romance. Oh, you're doing it at the moment. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> and it's okay. just like this thing where like, because I chase a lot of people and we've talked yeah. about this before. I always chase and then it just never works out and I'm sick of it. I'm mm. so tired. And I um, and what I said at the start of the podcast, like this ties into it. But um, like I say this thing where I'm like, um, I don't chase, I attract 
or what belongs to me will simply find me. And that can be like with anything, mm. like, but I feel like with lots of other things, like you do need to put in the work, but like obviously chasing is it a hugely positive thing. Like sometimes it is, mm. but it's more of like, if you're a chase, it's a long haul kind of negative experience. So I've been doing that. We'll, we'll see if anything happens of it. Like honestly, my positivity, my positivity or my perspective on myself and like, guys and like even like with things i'm like today i was like oh you know what it's negative at the moment but if it's meant to be it will happen or like things will happen it will flow and it's like changed my mindset a bit so i'm not gonna lie maybe manifestation does work (laughs) um i don't know the particular different types of them though like i know there's all different types and like i'd love to get into it more yeah but i think unless i'm like completely wrong and it is something crazy like i think people have a view that it's wild and like so complex but i think it literally is just like the more you speak about something, the more you kind of put it into your yeah, brain, the more sure. it's going to come into fruition just naturally. Like yeah. that just makes sense. I know there's all different things with like energy frequencies and all that that people go into with like manifestation. Oh. Not to... Um, Undermine. No, 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 no. I'm just not too read up on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like if you guys have any recommendations for books or people who do talk about manifestations, Ooh, send I wish them you a manifestation. Should somebody has come on? on. Ooh, <laughs> we love that. Um, send them through though. I'm keen. Mm. I want to know like if I can do something so simple and like impact my life so positively, why but not? Yes, I believe in manifesting confidence and actually I want to pull out my little book and start doing those affirmations again because I'm it. like, if you can like basically trick your mind, why not? And become exactly. more of something. Also, I think we should do a visual visualization board. And we say that every year, but I think we should do it. Even though it's February nearly already. It's still the start of the year. Yeah, it's still the start. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Guys, you should do one too. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I <laughs> surely did. <The> end. <laughs> it is. It is. It comes to a close, you know? Another episode, another week, another yes no thank you guys so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed our conversation with carlos and i did ourselves (laughs) (laughs) you know you did (laughs) no 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 no. but i hope you did enjoy it i hope you like us having guests on and having interesting young i've been enjoying it so much to be honest like more than i expected like i get off at these guest interviews i honestly just want to keep them talking for like two hours literally i'm sat there like i know it's been an hour i know we have to wrap (laughs) up you said 45 minutes (laughs) but but can we keep you like they're so interesting (laughs) and so engaging that i'm like should you guys have your own podcast but also don't because (laughs) like (laughs) come on yeah um but no um i hope you guys enjoyed and as per usual if you want to leave a review and be the review of the week next week go do that at apple podcasts Five star rating if you want. Four star rating, just preferably not lower than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know where to find us if you listen regularly. We're at Ali underscore Malcolm, Theo.McCoy, the undecided Gen Z on Instagram. Uh, We also have a Facebook Instagram group where we go. Facebook Instagram. (laughs) We also have a Facebook group where we do some. I'm proud of you for not saying Facebook page for the first time. Wow, really throwing me under Because I see us. people like your page. I'm like, that's his oh. alley keeps <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, go join the group. We've got some fun things coming. We always have discussions, some insights. Mm. Some, you get some little uh, kind of info before the episodes come out, I'd say. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yes, go join that. Have some fun. We also been posting video snippets of the podcasts to TikTok. 
which have started some interesting conversations. Some Ooh, of our Nina so, ones. Ooh, they've gone off because off. people are heated. People have lots of opinions <laughs> about that whole situation still. Yeah, still. Um, but yes, yeah, so you can see the guests on there. Mm. You can see our interactions on there. In with, we're doing things. We're, we're, well, <laughs> no, we're doing things and we want you to be a part of it. So join the discussion, join the Discord, and we'll see you next the week. Discord. Is that it? Discord? Isn't that like discussion? Like Discourse? Dis- fuck. <laughs> like, do we have a Discord? Because that's an app. That's an app. <laughs> we got a Discord? Uh, no, I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> join the discussion. Plus, it wouldn't be an episode without Ali making a English mistake. Wow. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll see you next Monday with a new episode of the Undecided Gen Z. Bye. Bye.